Welcome to this podcast from the Arctic Frontiers Conference 2013. We're speaking with attendees, speakers, and members of the Young Scientists Forum about their work, their hopes, and their concerns for the future of the Arctic. This is a joint effort of the Arctic Frontiers Conference, the Geopolitics in the High North Program, and the Arctic Institute. I'm Tom Fries. Today, I'm speaking with Malta Humpert. Malta is the founder and executive director of the Arctic Institute. His research focuses on the impact of climate change on the Arctic environment, in particular, the decline in Arctic sea ice, Arctic shipping and shipping scenarios, the development of oil and gas resources off the coast of Alaska and Norway, and China's geopolitical and geoeconomic interests in the region. I'd also like to thank the band LOAS for permitting us to use the music that you'll hear at the beginning and end of each podcast. Hi, Malta. It's great to talk with you today. Thanks a lot for taking the time. Could I ask you to introduce yourself to us briefly? Yeah, my name is Malta Humbert. I'm the founder and executive director of the Arctic Institute, an independent and interdisciplinary think tank focused on Arctic policy issues. Could you tell me about your specific current research uh, or any plans that you might have for research in the near-term future? Yeah, I uh, recently published uh, articles on uh, China's role in the Arctic, basically looking at the country's economic and political interest in the Arctic and to really find out what the driver is of of China's involvement in the Arctic and why they're really pushing uh, to become become an Arctic Arctic force. Um, I also did some research on the future of Arctic shipping, looking at how quickly will Arctic shipping develop, what are the opportunities, what are the obstacles, and what routes are most likely to become available first and economically viable. I think next I want to look at uh, Japan's role in the Arctic. Basically, I think that Japan's decision to reduce dependence on uh, nuclear energy and the recent change in government may lead to uh, a rising interest of that country's involvement in, in the Arctic, becoming more dependent on LNG. For example, we saw um, the LNG carrier going from, uh, from Hammerfest in Norway to, to Japan. So I think that's uh, the, next, uh, the next research project. You mentioned that uh, your current and near-term research is likely to focus on the growing role of Asian countries in the Arctic. That, of course, is a big issue that a lot of people are talking about these days. How do you think your own work is contributing to a better future for the Arctic and whatever that might mean to you? Um, I think in terms of my work with the Arctic Institute, the goal is to really bridge um, the gap between the disciplines to bring people together, they look at the security side, the indigenous uh, people's aspect, oil and gas resources, to really see the uh, the Arctic as a region where a lot of different topics come together, a lot of is- issue areas, and that it's really hard to separate uh, to separate the different different issues, and that each issue has an impact on on the people living there, which again has impacts on other things. Um, and also to bring young people to uh, to the debate, because that's really the generation that will be confronted by, by the Arctic challenges in the next uh, 20 to 30 years. In terms of uh, my own research, especially when it comes to shipping, uh, I, I think the lack of environmental regulation in the Arctic or the need to strengthen, uh, strengthen environmental regulation, uh, that's one con- contribution. You mentioned that the younger generation is going to need to face a lot of the key issues that are coming down the pike at us at this point. In terms of Arctic policy or science issues, what do you think people should be discussing that they aren't currently talking about? 
I think there's a lack of conversation about how different the various parts of, of the Arctic really are. We hear a lot about economic opportunities, shipping, oil, minerals, and about the Arctic being the new the new boom area. While in reality, I think only very small parts of the Arctic are really going to benefit or profit from the opening of, of the region and of the economic opportunities. And so, again, that, that, that means that very few people will profit economically or in in the way of life from the changes that are occurring while while most of the people in the arctic will will have negative impact of climate change and of economic development so i think there needs to be a more nuanced discussion about how the benefits for the few can be used to balance the disadvantages or the negative impact that climate change or economic development uh, might have a couple of minutes ago, you mentioned uh, one of your own goals as bringing together diverse components of the Arctic policy community, um, younger people with more established people in particular. And that's something that can happen at events like Arctic Frontiers, of course. But what do you see as the value of events like Arctic Frontiers? Why do you take the time or the money or the energy to come up to Norway for something like this? I think it goes in this in the same direction of what you just mentioned. Um, the opportunity for discussion to to bridge the gap between um, policy and science. I think that's one of the unique elements of Arctic Frontiers that you have a policy section and a science section um, where you can really see how how different aspects are interrelated and um, how science results need to be translated in order for policymakers to understand them or to be able to use them and translate them into into policy that policy that can be enacted. Um, it, it's also a great you know great opportunity for uh, for new research or collaboration. Um, just going to different uh, science section uh, events or poster sessions, you get new ideas and you you realize that there are cross linkages between um, between the different fields. Well, thanks a lot for talking with me today, Malta. I really appreciate it, and I look forward to seeing you up at Arctic Frontiers. Thank you so much, Tom. I'll see you up there next week. Thanks for joining us for this interview. Follow along with the series on iTunes or via our websites, arcticfrontiers.com and thearcticinstitute.org. The music you've heard at the beginning and end of this interview is from Loess, from their album Wind and Water. You can hear more samples of their music or purchase their albums on iTunes. Just search for their name, which is spelled L-O-E-S-S. -S.